Never give up on a miracle. Essential X-Files podcast. I'm your host, Shelby. And I'm Laura. And this week we are talking season 8, episode 13, per monum. We're actually <laughs> talking about William and generally. I forgot to look up who. I'm pretty sure David Duchovny directed this and Chris wrote it. And it aired sometime. <laughs> <laughs> I'll look it up. Yeah, I definitely know that Chris Carter co-wrote it. No, I'm sorry. David Duchovny didn't. I'm thinking of William. Sorry. I watched too many episodes for this. It was uh, Chris Manners. No, not Chris Manners. Kim, Kim Manners. Manners. Oh, my God. I'm, <laughs> I'm a mess. It aired February 18th, 2001. So before 9-11. Oh, wow. That's crazy. I just like to remember where we are because I feel like it does get really funky after 9-11. So we're, we're still under the wire. Yeah, no, it's definitely, like, nice to know when we are still pre-9-11. I think this is a Chris and Frank joint <laughs> job, which makes sense. Yeah. The plot for Permanum is Scully starts to get really worried about her baby, and then we have flashbacks to find out the baby's origin, which we already knew it was Mulder's, so thank you for telling me something I already knew, but thank you. <laughs> Uh, so she kind of starts freaking out about it, and we meet Doggett, and I, I like Doggett, but, like, I don't have this emotional connection with Doggett, and I always get irritated that I don't like Doggett more, because he is a sweetie. He's yeah. like a little golden retriever to me. <laughs> Doggett really isn't, like, that bad of a character. I think what's interesting in this episode is Scully is really, like, just has a wall up with him and that makes mm -hmm. it a little difficult I think because I think he's actually coming from a pretty good place and like wanting to like take care of Scully and she's just like refusing to let him do anything yes yes and that is the big theme for the beginning of season eight is that Scully refuses to let Doggett help her mm -hmm. and hold on I just forgot my hat's on I was wearing my baseball cap in a way in which it would bounce the sound back down, so it has been flipped backwards. Okay. Uh, <laughs> he's very earnest. Like, he's a very earnest guy. Yeah, he really is. And I think Scully knows that, but I think that doesn't help her, because she's so used to the shadow game that she's been involved with forever, and so she just keeps dogging at arm's length even though he's a sweetie pie. Her her relationship with Mulder is so codependent that she just, like, cannot accept <laughs> anyone else being genuine. Like, they literally can't trust anyone else. And, like, we yeah. already know Mulder doesn't trust anyone, but this is, like, very clearly Scully, like, being the same as Mulder, basically. Mm-hmm. So, um, we meet, yeah, we meet Doggett. We we get a sense of the paradigm that's been going on since the beginning of season eight. This mm -hmm. is this isn't even the first time she's not trust him. Like she went <laughs> off and investigated investigated a case by herself, and then he had to like come save her because she like got taken in by this weird worm cult. <laughs> He's trying, and she's just not doing anything. And I think that's why I really like the end scene because he's like so earnest, and she's like, "We were used." This entire time, like they sent a spy in here to get to Hendershot mm -hmm. and then they used us finding out he was a spy to also take her baby. Yeah. And like even finding out that they're being used is part of the ruse. And like, I did really like that. And like, <laughs> dog is just like, what am I supposed to do with that, though? Like, am I just supposed to sit here and call them a liar to your face? Which, like, Mulder would say, yes, absolutely. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. But that's not Doggett at all. He's no. like, that's my friend who has uh, his friend. First of all, Adam Baldwin ju jump scare. I know. Oh, my God. It took me forever to figure <laughs> out who he was and why I recognized him. And then when I did, I was like, ew. Because <laughs> he sucks it's, as a person. 
he really sucks as a person, but he's a very good actor. And I think that's a very annoying thing to me because I yeah. watched him. He's in this and he's not bad in this. Um, he's uh, I hate Firefly, but I did love his character as a Jane or whatever. Yeah, I'll say I mostly know him from Firefly, which is why I think it took so long for me to connect because I also haven't thought about Firefly in a really long time. <laughs> yes. And then yes. I saw that he like supported Ted Cruz and I was like, ooh, my dude, no. Oh, he's 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 a big Republican yeah, dude. Yeah. It's disgusting. And and then he's also in Chuck, and he's great in Chuck. So he's a very good actor, terrible politics. So <laughs> it's funny because Texans don't even like Ted Cruz. I know. Like we hate him. Like Republicans hate him. Yeah. Like <laughs> They think he's a weird freak, and they're right. Say, and he is. <laughs> and the complete fever dream that season eight and nine are, because they have some big hitters. Like, we are skipping this, so I will just kind of tear through, like, the actors they get on this. Uh, Carrie Yules, is that his name? Mm -hmm. The uh, yeah, Princess Bride, Bride guys. He's a great he's actor. He's in it. I always forget he's in this show, and then I'm like, what the fuck is he doing here? That's, that's a weird jump scare, too. But in yeah, a different way. Yeah. yeah. He's like an FBI director. Okay. God, I'm blanking on all their names. Um, who Whoever plays Xena Warrior Princess, the Australian Lucy woman. Lawless. Lucy Lawless is in the show. Briefly. She, I think she had some health issues, so that's why she didn't... She was only in the like first two episodes of season uh, nine. Oh, okay. But she's in it. Like, this is... They got a lot of sci-fi heavy hitters in the show. Right. Like, And it's kind of crazy. Like... Even um, John Doggett, who's played by Robert Patrick, mm -hmm. he's T-1000 yeah. or whatever. So they got some big names in this show. Kind of a standard myth arc in a lot of ways of, you know, someone coming to them and being like, my life's in danger. I was, my wife was abducted and then they killed her and took her alien baby. And... We get a return of not only Mulder, even though technically he was in the episode before this, The Gift, like a very s small role there. But we not only do we get Mulder back, we get a reoccurrence of those eggs he had in his pocket during Memento Mori. And and it's like, oh, they weren't viable. And it's like, I you probably, because you were not keeping them under cold storage for a while. Right. <laughs> I wonder if this maybe is just like David Duchovny feeling weird about talking about like a woman's ova but he says the word ova so weird like every <laughs> single time like in this episode and in memento mori too it, it's just like he's kind of like is uncomfortable by saying the word ova that's because Mulder's a virgin like he's not a virgin but like spiritually he's like spiritually he is though yeah he's afraid of yeah which is why his uh joke when he does he does agree to be the baby daddy just just like uh I'm, very funny i like when he's like i don't want this to come between us which because i like absolutely get what he means and like in hindsight we understand that yeah. like you know like they're very much a couple like in season seven and and presumably this conversation happened during season six based on the math yeah i just because the, the uh ivf didn't work and so they, we have a couple pop possibilities of how William is conceived. One, the old-fashioned way. Yeah. Which is what I choose to believe. Two, some deeply fucked up medical implantation right. that Cigarette Smokey Man did to her, which I refuse to believe. Yeah. And also, Chris is dismissed. Um, okay. I don't, I don't really take the whole, like, authorial intent above everything else, but... Yeah. If it's my vision, so I will support it. <laughs> He does at one point, I think it's in My Struggle 3 in season 11, he he insinuates that Cigarette Smoking Man is the father, and then he's like, oh, that dude lies all the time, and I'm like, okay, you're right. Like, it was kind of, me taking him seriously is kind of my a, a cell phone on my part, I think. <laughs> but, like, that brief moment where I thought he was the baby, and, like, William was, like, Mulder's half-brother. <laughs> oh, God. That's just even more messy. I was like, what the fuck? What the fuck? Anyway. Just a lot of conversations about William's parenthood. But I think we landed on, both the audience and the show, is that it is Mulder and Scully's kid, and that he is an alien-human hybrid, because she was experimented on. 
Right. And Mulder has that weird brain condition. <laughs> so William is, is born Is it just eventually. called being Mulder? Is that Mulder's weird brain condition? <laughs> well, he was like briefly psychic. I don't know if you watched that episode. I don't think we did, but that is hilarious. Okay, yeah, because it was at the end, It was that was the sixth extinction when he yeah. like, gets his brain condition. Yeah, I can't imagine a worse person to be psychic and to be able yes. to read other people's thoughts. He would literally love it so much, too. It's like, I'm proof. I am the human proof. And then he like lost his psychic ability somehow. I think Cigarette Smokey Man stole it from him. Probably. That, that tracks. <laughs> and yeah, so... I, I really like Permanum, like Mulder's back, so I think that's honestly a lot of why I like it, but I think it's good. I, I mean, I really hate all the fucked up shit they do to Scully and her baby. Right. So, like, with that caveat of, like, Chris Carter doesn't have the range to talk about, like, this sort of horror. Right. With that caveat, it, I think it's a good episode. It, it is, like uncomfortable at points because like this is like chris carter kind of dealing with sort of like the ultimate body horror for a lot of people who like have uteruses is to just like Mm -hmm. be a vessel and that's it just you know like yeah it's like he's almost trying to like rosemary's baby it but it's not going as well um yeah which yeah but like I think, I don't know, it's hard because, like, some of the stuff is, like, actually really hard to, like, watch and to, like, witness. Like, these women are so upset and in distress and, like, all of their feelings, like, don't matter in the grand scheme of things. And that's just, like, really mm-hmm. hard to watch sometimes. I I don't think they did it bad necessarily, but it is just, like, ooh. Yeah. And, like, what if the person you're supposed to trust in all these doctors right. is, like, the person causing this? Like, a lot of medical anxiety about that. Along with the pregnancy anxiety that I think is just inherent to, like, having a baby. Yeah. Especially in the U.S. Like, I mean, this isn't what the episode's about, but, like, trying to navigate a very complex, overly complex, expensive healthcare system in the U.S. while, like, having a kid. We don't provide good maternal healthcare in this country. No. And it's also a bit too, like like the mistrust of medical providers in it. Like, I understand it within the plot, but... It rubs me the wrong way a little bit because, like, it kind of feeds into an irrational fear of, the med- of like, the medical community. Like, I think there's a difference between standing up for yourself as a patient whenever you don't feel like your concerns are being heard or that your rights are being violated. But this is a bit... This runs into a bit more of the irrational, and maybe that's because, like, all of the women in it are kind of hysterical. Not understandably so with, like, what they're going through, but, like, they're not treated super seriously. Mm-hmm. And I think that that makes it feel more like a hysterical stance to me. I think I'm the other way. I think the way that these women are completely and utterly dismissed, like, really plays with that, like, you know, if they had a doctor sit there and... Cause- yeah. The doctors are completely washing, like, you know, no, 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 yeah. your baby's fine. You know, I think that really feeds into that fear and that horror in, like, a really good way. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. I. It's kind of hard, because, like, I think... It's a fine line. Right. And, but, like, the doctors in this are, like, parenti. Right. And then, like, army doctors. And so mm-hmm. I feel like, yeah. <laughs> like, being suspicious of, like, those two are like, no, you're... Yeah. Right. You should be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then the woman who died, the the... The husband comes to visit them as the same doctor as Scully, mm-hmm. which red flag. Who is sending her this to these doctors? You know, like because we had the memento, the memento mori, where her doctor was in on it too, her cancer doctor. And so I'm like, well, that one kind of tracks because she just went to the doctor that the other women were. But this one is like, how did she find Parenti? Did she like? What did she even do at that point? Call call your what I don't even know who the the US healthcare like who they think Blue Cross Blue Shield calling Blue Cross Blue Shield being like, "Hey, I need a doctor." Like they're intercepting the phone call. <laughs> they're like, "Go to Dr. Parenti." Or like, "What's going on here?" Also, why did they name him Parenti? That's so annoying to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, but just give him a different name. That's just like too that's a little too on the nose. 
<laughs> I also, I forgot to mention this earlier, but Adam Baldwin's character has an, an incredible name. His name is Noel Rohr. And it legitimately always reminds me of the 30 Rock bit where Jenna's in that movie and she keeps saying it. But like Pete and Liz don't can't understand what the movie's called. And she's like, it's a rural, ju- rural juror. And they're like, rrrr, jrrr. I've actually, <laughs> like, I'm laughing because I've actually is. seen this arc of 30 Rock and I actually know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's the rural <laughs> juror. But <Yeah. laughs> it's so hard to say because it's so many R's with vowels. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But no one can understand her. Yeah. Yeah, that's what Noel Rohr's name reminds me of. Oh, yeah, the absolutely. Rural, he's the rural juror of the X-Files. <laughs> <laughs> I do really like how this episode kind of cuts, intercuts um, the flashbacks with what's actually happening, because I think it confuses you, but like in a good way. I think it's really, yeah, I think it's really well done. I really liked it. Yeah, it took me a second to figure out that they were flashbacks, and then I was like, oh, yeah, duh. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm. I don't know if I have too much else to say about Permanum, if we wanted to talk about some of the other Williams stuff. Um... Yeah, so about this episode specifically, I think the main things were, like, again, like, Scully, the way Scully is treating Doggett is very, like, guarded and stuff, and it's, like, she can't function in a working relationship without Mulder, and, like, especially since David Duchovny isn't there, it's, like, they turned her into Mulder a little bit. Right, right, yeah. Which is weird, a little weird. I think it works better if you've seen the other episodes of season eight. And I, I believe that. I can I believe that. It's just like it was a little bit such of a stark contrast, but not bad necessarily. Mm-hmm. I don't like the new credits. I thought the new credits were weird. Um I why did they you get need worse. to change the credits <laughs> other than adding Doggett? Oh, I love Mulder falling into the eye. That's that's my favorite part of the credits. Um, but like they're still close enough that it's like okay, like obviously you need to update the headshots a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Next season, awful. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I also like how Doggett was just like, I I read your X file because you won't tell me anything, and Scully got mad. But honestly, like he's based for that. It's so funny because like when Doggett gets he gets assigned to the X files as punishment or something. I honestly have no clue. Like he hates it. He doesn't believe in any of the shit. What did he do? And like, then Scully's like, like tell on his superiors <laughs> or something. Like, I, 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 I think he just like, cause how he ends up involved with this. So like, Mulder gets abducted, and then in the beginning of season eight, they're trying to find Mulder, and Doggett gets assigned to find Mulder, and so Scully hates him immediately. She right. actually throws a, a cup of water in his face. <laughs> I love her. He was saying some nice not things about Mulder and she's like, fuck you. Yeah, nice. <laughs> and then, you know, so he's just like, you know, ma'am, I'm just I'm just an FBI agent looking for the truth. Like, I know you and your p- old partner got up to some weird fucked up shit. I'm just trying to find him. Like, mm-hmm. I swear I will, girl. Yeah. And and then that somehow ends up him being assigned to the X Files. Um I I kind of can't remember if there was any reason why. Like, I don't think he pissed anybody off. I think he just ended up there. Yeah. He's nice. I like him. I actually like the character of Doggett. Um, yeah. I think he's I think he's an interesting... It's a contrast to Scully that we don't normally get and, like, haven't gotten before. And it kind of shows... Mm-hmm. <laughs> brings out the worst in her in a really <laughs> funny yes. way. But, again, I think that's just yes. because, like, she's... It's like that vacuum of Mulder. Mm-hmm. And it's also just, this episode is just really sad, ultimately, to me. Like, this is a sad episode just based off of, like, A, what it's about. Like, it's about horrific things, but also, like, Scully herself in it at the end. She's just so sad, and it makes me sad to see her so mm-hmm. sad. She's so miserable the first half of season eight. Like, no kidding. Yeah. She, like, the music, I love the little music that the, like, mm-hmm. kind of, like, ooh, kind of, like, Battlestar Galactica-esque thing that Mark Snow's doing. Yeah. And also, like, earlier in the beginning of the season, she, like, confided with, because she's, like, now she's friends with Skinner again. Like, she's, she's, 
she usually accuses him of shit like every season, but now like Mulder's gone and so she's like, Skinner, my bestie. And so she's like confided in Skinner, like, I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm supposed to be Mulder now. The X-Files can't have a not not have Mulder. Right. Needs to have a believer. And so she's like, I don't know what to do. Like, I'm just I'm j- I'm just going off what Mulder would do. And she's like sobbing and, and Skinner's like, oh, it'll be okay. It's very sad. Like, it's I think it's good. Like, I think they do a lot of really good stuff with Mulder being gone, honestly. Like, because you think it's going to be bad. And it does suck. It's very shocking. It's just, you go through Mulder withdrawal, or I do. Um, some people don't, maybe. Well, but you go through Mulder withdrawal in the beginning of season eight. Yeah. And then he comes back. And the show is actually, like, good. Like, I think there's a lot. I, we, we're skipping a lot of season eight, but, like, there is a lot I really like about it. Right. I think they needed a challenge. And, like, David Duchovny not wanting to renew his contract under its original terms. <laughs> fair presented them with the sort of challenge that they couldn't have predicted to have yeah and so i can see how that leads it to like the latter half of season eight definitely being stronger um because of it because i think it's a challenge not only for like the writers and chris but also for jillian Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It gives her a lot to work with she was great in this episode she she's, she's incre- so good. she was so incredible in season eight yeah so then um, Mulder comes back, not in this episode, uh, in the next two, they find his dead body, they bury him, and then like he actually wasn't dead and he comes back alive for reasons I honestly don't remember. <laughs> okay, Chris Carter, <laughs> the, sure. The first thing, he, the first thing, the very first thing Mulder does when he comes back is he's like, who are you? And he's like, I'm just fucking with you. <laughs> just Scully. And um, incredible. Incredibly on brand. <laughs> just like... Face palm, like literally, like yeah. <laughs> I, I can't. Okay, man. So for this, I watched, I watched Permanum, and I watched the season eight finale, Existence and Essence, or ex- Essence and Existence. One of the order. Two. I feel like doesn't matter anyway. <laughs> so yeah, so you know, Scully's in. It's like very typical of the X Files. Like she can't just like have a normal ass pregnancy. Like it's got to be like high stakes. That baby's like half alien. Like. People are hunting her. That like, is whatever. Bah, 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 bah. Something that is still true is they gotta like torture Scully, which just makes me yes. sad. Yes. <laughs> and so like they're running, like they're sending Scully off to have her baby with like Reyes, who we haven't met yet, but she's the agent that comes in to help. And you know, they're running off to like the middle of nowhere to have this baby and these, you know, blah blah blah. So, everything happens and stuff. So like she comes back. There's this beautiful scene of like her with her baby and then Mulder comes to visit her in her room with the baby to see the, see his kid. And I swear to God, you will you will believe me when I say this, but Chris didn't script them to kiss. <laughs> like, I think he was like, they hug. And, and then David and Jillian are like, they just had a kid together. <laughs> like, what's wrong with you? Honestly, good on them for putting Chris Carter in his place Mm. like that. Like, he needs that more often, TBH. (laughs) So they, you know, they have their, Scully's holding the baby and they kiss. It's a very lovely scene. It's honestly, it would have been a great finale. They came back for season nine, which I didn't do a ton of research, so I'm not sure. I think it was just like, it's a cash cab, like, you know. They came back because they could. They had to. Yeah. Like I feel, I, I genuinely just feel like they didn't have much of a choice in most of their decisions. Yeah. <laughs> so they come back for season nine, and I think everything up to this point, I'm like relatively okay with. But then, like, I think a good choice for the show at season nine is that you know Doggett and Reyes are now on the X Files. Scully has a kid, so she's just teaching at Quantico. And she, like, comes and assists them occasionally. That could have been a good show. You have to transition this to, like, new leads and stuff. Right. And it is like that a little bit. But then, like, we have a lot of... Again, she just didn't have a normal baby. Like, the baby looks normal, but has, like, superpowers and stuff. And so I watched Providence and Providence, which... 
sounds again they just are keep doing this to me and when i pronounce them it, it if i pronounce them quickly i feel like i'm sa- saying the same word like yeah. providence providence like yeah like they're yeah <laughs> why and <clears throat> in that episode which this is the part where i'm like i watched those two william those two and william where i was just like playing games on my phone while it was playing um so i was like half paying attention to these because um they're really confusing i don't really like them and i didn't want to give my full attention to them yeah that's totally fair yeah and like this alien cult like wants to take william like they they think Mulder's dead because he runs off, he has to go investigate. How many times can um, Mulder die? I'm just saying. Like eight trillion. Like- <laughs> you know, we say Scully's the immortal one, but <laughs> I think, yeah. But Mulder's like a cockroach. Like, yeah, they just keep thinking Takes after his father. He's dead, and then he's not. Yeah, I mean, literally, that's cigarette. That's the cigarette smoking man in him. Tbh. <laughs> that's the gene. That's yeah. the gene. They have a gene that makes them not be killable uh, in like apparently. a normal s- circumstance. Okay, I remember. I also watched Trust No One. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that one, they were like, try to bring, they're like, tr- this guy, the shadow guy who's like with the NSA. And they had some kind of prescient stuff to say about the NSA, like before um, <laughs> Snowden's revelations and stuff. I, I thought that was really, like, they're like, you're being heavily surveilled. Like, everybody yeah. is. I'm like, yeah. So this <laughs> yes, is, we know this. That episode is definitely <laughs> post 9-11 then. I watched that one and like that one was kind of funny. Like that one wasn't bad, honestly. And like Mulder sends her an email and it's just very funny because she's like in an internet cafe, like responding to it. And she's like, I am physically shaking reading your words. <laughs> it was incredible. And so there's just like this a lot of like just, you know, churning along. And they think like, William is going to, like, be the leader for the aliens when they colonize or something. He's, like, important to them as, like, an alien-human hybrid. And it's, like, you can sense my, like, checking out mentally. Yeah. <laughs> like, every word yeah. they say, I'm like, okay, can he just be a normal baby? Can can Scully just be slightly happy? No. For once. No. No. This isn't the happiness show. This is the shadows show this is a show about something being right outside of your grasp and not being to hold it so you know they're staying true to message anyway i'm watching all of this and i'm I'm just so uninterested and then i watch william when like scully gives up william so david the company comes back to direct this and it, he has this this is based on an idea he had of like someone disfigured coming to them and saying that he's Mulder. So we get that. And Scully's like, that's not Mulder. And then we find out that it's actually Jeffrey Spender. He's alive. He has a cockroach gene as well, so he cannot be killed. Apparently. That's a dominant gene. He he banks on him being half-brother to Mulder for the gen- genetic test. They're like, it's Mulder. And, and he's like, well, you know, I do share like half his DNA. <laughs> or is okay. it a quarter? I don't remember. Yeah. <laughs> really, they only share a quarter of the DNA because they have different Okay, moms. yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, they're not full and, siblings. Yeah. And so, you know, I did think, like, him coming back was, like, pretty good. Like, I don't know. I didn't hate that necessarily. And then he, like, injects. Like, he and William get some nice, like, uncle-nephew time together, and that's kind of sweet. And then he, like, injects William with something. And he's like, he's normal now. But he's not normal now. And I don't understand what that was all about. <laughs> and, yes, this kind of just continues. So she, she gave away her baby, which, um, this was a Frank and Chris decision. And you don't John say. Scheiben, David Duchovny, and Jillian Anderson was like, that's not realistic. Why would they give up their kid? And in the show, Scully's argument is that he he if he's always going to be hunted, if she gives him away and he's harder to find, then he won't be hunted. But like 
that's not what that means. Like, if he's yeah. always going to be hunted, doesn't it make sense to stay with his FBI mother? Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. And not just, like, these strangers in North Dakota? Yeah, and, like, how is giving him away going to change anything? Right. Yeah, that doesn't it, make it just, sense. It doesn't make any sense, like, logically. It's, like, a very upsetting thing to do as an audience. It's just very upsetting to, like, Scully wanted a kid so bad. She finally got a kid, and now she's giving him away. And I feel like if the explanation was better, like, I can maybe argue, like, I could understand that. Like, she's very worried for a kid. I, I can see Scully being the kind of person that is just like, I will do whatever it wants, what it takes to protect my kid. And if, if what it takes is that I give him up, I will do that, even if it's the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. I can buy Scully doing that. Right. But I think, like, him being chased endlessly isn't the reason. No. That tracks. So that's kind of like it for the. I didn't rewatch any of the My Struggles, but I did rewatch Ghoulie and I did pay attention to that episode because <laughs> Ghoulie is a really good episode. So absolutely go check it out if you'd like. You don't really need to know like a ton about William right. to go into that. But when he was adopted, his name was Jackson. So I'll call him Jackson from now on. And so this is all about Jackson. Ghoulie is and it's incredible episode it was directed by James Wong because him and Darren Morgan come back for the revival and I feel like they're the reason some of those episodes are incredible yeah that <laughs> that, that also makes sense yeah yeah I think Founders Mutation has some William or some William slash Jacks no mostly William because it's mostly about Mulder and Scully but did we ever establish if we think his name is William Scully or William Mulder <laughs> <laughs> no, we didn't. Um, He's sharing a name with somebody either way. I, I just, I just, I'm choosing to believe he doesn't have a last name and is just, it's just William. William. William Mulder Dash Scully. Mononym. Yeah. <laughs> I think, like, as a hyphenated name, William Scully Mulder sounds better than William Mulder Scully right. because William Mulder yeah. Scully sounds like you're talking about three individual people because it's always like <laughs> Mulder and Scully. Yeah. Yeah, anyway. Anyway, Ghoulie is an incredible episode. I kind of like don't want to recap it in the sense that I want everybody listening to go watch it. But you know what? I'll recap it. I just, I did just rewatch it. First of all, Jackson has two girlfriends. So he inherited that from Scully. That's not a Mulder trait. Yeah. Game is not in Mulder's DNA. Yes. He, yeah. He does try to get his two girlfriends to kill each other, not on purpose. He thought it would be funny to, like, have them be scared of each other, but then, like, they tried to kill each other. He's like, oh, I didn't mean that. <laughs> what? He, he, like, he's psychic. And and <laughs> one of his psychic abilities is that he can make people think they are seeing something they're not seeing. Okay. So they see a monster. No one with Mulder's DNA needs to be psychic. I'm just saying. <laughs> yes, Exactly, like, they live for the drama too badly. I think Scully does, too. She has a dramatic gene as well. But Mulder, absolutely. He is Mulder's son. And then they even have this thing where they're like, I didn't even find porn on this computer. Mulder says that. I'm like, he's still your son. Like, he just knows how to hide it better than you do. <laughs> he has a blog. Uh, two girlfriends. I don't think he's going to school at all. No. <laughs> His adopted parents get killed, and he, like, pretends to die. Then Scully has this, like, really heartbreaking speech to him, and it's very, it's a very lovely episode. And the whole time Mulder's, like, very tender with Scully, because he knows how hard this is for her and everything. And it's hard for him, too, but I think it's different because he was away for so long. He really didn't get to, a chance to meet his son very much. And I think, I think he just, like, feels like he needs to be the strong one for Scully. Mm -hmm. And so I think... I think David Duchovny plays it great in the episode. They both do. Jillian is, has that fantastic speech she gives to like what she thinks is her son's dead body. Yeah. And it's incredible. It's a, a fantastic episode. And I didn't even get to the point where Jackson is played by <laughs> Miles Robbins, who is Susan Sarandon and Tim Robbins' kid. Really? They, they got a, we got a Nepo they got a Nepo baby to play Jackson. That's hilarious. <laughs> wow. That's interesting. Casting. I know, it's great. <laughs> I know. 
And he's fun. He's great. I'll say, and is he at least good? I mean, both of his parents are good, so you would hope, but, you know. Yeah, I, he, I thought he was good. Okay. That would have been a great ending. It mm-hmm. would have been a great ending for Jackson. Unfortunately, it wasn't because Chris got his hands on it. That man's got to ruin everything good. Yeah, he senses that, like, they're doing something <laughs> actually interesting and good with the show and is, like, not on my watch. No. He's like, you know what I need to do. And so... Jackson comes back from My Struggle 4, which is the show's actual finale. And it's, I did not rewatch that. I have no interest in rewatching it unless I'm like in a rewatch of the entire show. I don't willingly watch it. So I don't really remember much of it, but like they're getting chased and all that kind of stuff. And then, then we find out at the. <laughs> After everything I've just described to y'all, which I, sounds like a a fever dream, then we find out that a well, she's fifty four in two thousand eighteen. She was born in nineteen sixty four, so she's fifty four, and this this woman who has been allegedly been barren since nineteen ninety four or five, um, is pregnant at the age of fifty five. 54. And so they can no. do over a baby. I guess that's no. like the, Chris's parting shot. It's like, okay, they have another kid that I'm not going to be able to take away because they did like cancel the show. <laughs> I just, I'm like mouth gaping like a fish right now. Like, I just, I can't stand Chris Carter. Oh my God. It's absolutely incredible. I what remember that time. I, I, I did that a bit where I was like pretending to be Chris Carter on Twitter for like a couple hours because I was bored. <laughs> <laughs> and I did tweet, um, I can't believe they canceled the show before I could do fucked up shit to that new baby. <laughs> I think I remember that and I was like, oh no, I know what this is about, but I also don't want to know what this is about. But yeah, it's um, what I thought it was. So. <laughs> and that's that's the William slash Jackson saga. Yeah. It's some of it's incredible. Some of it is some real low lights for the show. Do should they have not given them a kid? Probably. Yeah. It my heart really aches for Scully. I have zero interest in having a child. I'd be bad at it. Me too. Yeah. I feel like I'm pretty bad with my nieces. I'm not that <laughs> bad with my nieces, but they they find me fascinating. But I right. think it's more like I feel like anybody who, like, doesn't, isn't a parent is fascinating right. to children. Yeah. But anyway, so I don't get, like, Scully's, appe- like, want, desire to have a kid, like, at all. Um, but it's very heartbreaking for her to want this so badly and just get it taken away from her, like. Multiple times over and over and over again. It just, it, it stinks. Especially yeah. with, like, Emily and William and this phantom third kid that I'm sure Chris wanted to do some really fucked up shit, too. Yeah. It's like, I also don't want to have children, but, like, I understand that it's something that, like, she wants as a character, Mm -hmm. and the fact that they treat it this way, like, is heartbreaking. Like, that's why, I mean, Scully is so sad right now, and it's just, like, really sad to watch, because it's just, like, Mm -hmm. they're doing her so dirty. Yeah, yeah. I feel like even giving her a kid is, like, a good off-ramp for Jillian on the show and Scully. Because we have, like, Doggin and Reyes. But I, I think the thing is, is, like, people weren't, like, vibing with Doggin and Reyes enough. Like, I think the show is Mulder and Scully. I think it it's hard to imagine the show without them, mm-hmm. which is why that, um, that, that new show they announced, The New X-Files, by, what is his name? Coogler? I didn't know they announced a new show. Oh, Coogler, the director. Ryan Coogler? I think he directed that. Yes, Ryan Coogler was yeah. going to do that new X-Files. Interesting. And I'm very curious about like how that would work out. Mm-hmm. Because so much of the show is Mulder and Scully. But I think I think season nine like has its moments. I think there's some stuff I like about it. And I do like Doggin and Reyes. And obviously I don't like them like I do Mulder and Scully. But I think they're good characters. Reyes is like... I feel like they kind of give these vibes where, like, they're trying to imply that, like, Reyes and Doggett have feelings for each other, but, like, Reyes is so very clearly a lesbian to me. <laughs> and, um, Doggett is just there. He's just, like, a little dog. Yeah. 
I think they're fun. I, I think Ray, I think Doggett's a fun character. I love Reyes, but they're not my characters. And then we didn't get enough of them being their right. own self. And then they also give Doggett, I think this is a season nine, they give Doggett the dead kid arc too, which like, I feel like we're just retreading Samantha. Like that right. was frustrating to yeah. me. Like, can, can he just have something else? I don't know, like a missing brother or something. I don't know, because that's also Samantha. <laughs> Uh, and then, like, it wasn't enough that his kid was, like, killed by a serial killer or whatever. It was, like, a supernatural element as well. That's also very frustrating. Yeah. Anyway, that that's my spiel about the Williams stuff. Some of it, yeah. It is, you know, it is what it is. That's mm-hmm. um, what the show became. Sorry to Scully for her, her poor child. Yeah, for real. And did you... <laughs> Do anything for our segments for Permana? Um, I did. I did not have a Mulder okay. rating because because he's not he's in, not it. in yeah. it. So we can skip he's, Mulder he's... rating. Okay, okay. Yeah, well, we'll do our segments. I yeah. almost forgot because I had watched so many episodes, and it was funny because I watched Permana last. Yeah. So I had been <laughs> main. I've been mainlining William content like all week, mm-hmm. and um. And then I saved her modem for last. Then I was like, all right, I have segments. So, yeah, we can skip to our segments. We'll skip the moderating. Yeah. It just, he was there. Yeah. He was there to joke about knowing how to jack off into a cup. Great. He's right. He said, at that part, I am a pro. He's like, no, Scully, I know how to jack off. <laughs> I, I believe him. He's an expert in the subject. I do too. So, uh, this must be the enigmatic Agent Scully. Sassiest Scully moment. Yeah, so I have something for this. Um, so it's a very sad Scully episode, so she's not really mm-hmm. very sassy in it, but whenever she's like at her doctor's office, like getting her other ultrasound because she's worried, right? And at the end, she's leaving. He's like, you know, you're going to have to tell the FBI eventually. You're going to start showing, which is funny because at the beginning of the episode, they were just like, look a little bloated for her to like <laughs> look in the mirror, you know? And she just kind of gives him this look that is just so funny. She's just like, (laughs) it's like (laughs) such a forced smile because like she, you know, like you can't tell her what to do. But also like, it's just like, yeah, she just has this like really sassy forced smile of like, "Mm -hmm, okay, thanks. Bye. She's like a single mother. She's suffering so hard. Oh, yeah. And like yeah. this annoying, annoying do- doctor on the payroll for the syndicate, which, first of all, the syndicate is really fell off once they all got murdered by those aliens. Um, yeah. Those uh, rebel aliens. When it was just like Cigarette Smokey Man left and then he like calls Crycheck and he's like, Crycheck, you want to like team up again? And Crycheck's like, how about I throw you down a set of stairs? Fell space off for that. hard. Like literally, who is doing this? Who is manning the tower now? Like who is? Do not know. Who is responsible for all? The, like I feel like they're just going on autopilot. It's like, it's like how the U.S. Uh, is in a bit of a spiral. Like you know, we're this is the waning part of our empire. Yeah, and we're kind of just going on autopilot at this point. <laughs> like we like yeah, America's great. And I'm like, I mean, no, no. like statistically, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like we are not. This is not post-World War II anymore. Yeah. Even that America sucked, but, like, at least you could argue that, like, they had tech- we had technological advances. We were putting people on the moon. We were doing stuff. We were making advances in science and education and all this stuff, and you cannot say that at all now. Okay. Mine is when Doggett asked her, can I know why you're taking a leave of absence? And she says, no. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. She says, no, you may not. And Doggett is, like, so hurt. And he's like, well, thank you for calling me out in the middle of the night to tell me that I can't learn anything. Yeah. And that I have to be in this office now that I hate. I don't even know what the X-Files do. And suddenly I'm the only person in charge. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I've worked jobs like that. That's a vibe for Doggett. Just being like, I don't even know what's going on, but I'm the one in charge. So I guess something's going to (laughs) happen. Yep, yep. Welcome. You've got mail. We also have our 90s slash 2000s moment. I'll go first. I think these, I saw a flip phone and I was just like, I feel like I recognize that phone. Like the earlier ones were like a little ahead of my time. Right. But this was like, I feel like I could have used that phone before. Yeah. 
Okay, so my 90th moment was the fact that they're, like, taping her ultrasound on uh, VHS. <laughs> That's great. Because in this era, this was, like, right before we moved to DVDs. Like, DVDs yeah. were a thing, but, like, VHSs were still on the market. And I can prove this because I owned Shrek on VHS. And Shrek came out in 2001. <laughs> So, oh wow, yes, VHSs were still a thing, and so just the fact that they're like taping the ultrasounds on VHS so people can like take them home and have them or whatever it's part of their medical mm-hmm. record. Yeah, I was just like, man, VHS is still there, <laughs> yep, still hanging on by a thread. Yep, so that was our episode. It was a bit of a unique of, of, a, of an episode for us. I do, I feel like I've already covered everything that I wanted to cover, but I did want to mention that the other thing that really struck me watching this is that Doggett and Reyes are, like, such good friends to Scully, and I really like that. Like, as frustrated as, like, this can be to me, I think just having those people in her corner, like, and also Skinner, but just, like, having a crew, like, ready to help her whatever needs to be helped with. So, it's just... Like, she's going through, like, some of the worst things you could have someone go through. But she has, like, these friends. And, like, that's heartening, at least. Yeah. That they love her and, like, they're really trying to help her out. And it's not working because they're in a show run by Chris Carter. But they are trying. Yeah. And they fail. But, like, that's not anything to do with them. And we will meet Reyes and we will get more Doggett next week. Yeah. Did you have any final thoughts? Um... Not really. I feel like I covered kind of everything that I thought about the episode. Um, yeah, I'm excited for the little more docket that we get and to also meet Reyes. I love lesbians, so mm-hmm. I'm down. Yeah, and like I agree with the, the friendship aspect. Like I think that Doggett really is just trying to be there for Scully and she's just being so resistant. Yeah. Which is a little sad in its own way, but... Um, yeah. I do really relate to Scully at this moment because I think that's one of my flaws too of like I think when you're alone like you just have to do everything alone and you just have to learn how to cope with having to do everything by yourself. Right. And I think that's where she is. Yeah. Like she's like It's a defense mechanism. She lost, yeah. Yeah. She lost somebody so important to her and, mm-hmm. and she just doesn't want to let anyone else in. And she's just going to do it all herself, even though she physically cannot. Yeah. (laughs) And it's just, like, you see someone trying. It's, like, a little bit of, it's a defense mechanism, but it's also stubbornness, too. Like, this is her stubborn side, for sure. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was our episode. Um, I was going to say I hope you liked it, but I feel like I just said a bunch of words at y'all. And um, (laughs) it's up to y'all to to intake them and figure out if they make any sense, because I have... Um, mostly finished my tall boy, so I don't know if they made any sense. <laughs> you also had to work this morning on a weekday, so you know, you deserve that. On a weekend, yes. Yeah, on a weekend, yeah. Yeah, I had to wake up at 8 a.m. this morning to sit around and not do anything for like <laughs> an hour and a half, and then they're like, okay, you can do what you need to do now. I'm like, okay, uh, let me get right on that. Um, <laughs> yes, yeah, so. We haven't recorded in, like, a month, I think. Yeah. I feel like I'm a completely different person than I was when we last recorded. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I've been busy, like... Yeah, me too, yeah. You know, the the Texans are good again. That's nice. It's coming up, Shelby. Yes, I... I it's, That's it's, great. They're so glad I'm getting nervous. I'm like... What I was, <laughs> yeah, like, like... The shoe, the other shoe is gonna fall. Like this isn't a franchise that brings me joy. Like what is gonna go? <laughs> like I've literally like, okay, like something disastrous is about to happen about the Houston Texans, and I don't know what it is, but I promise you, I promise you, something terrible is going to happen about this. I'm trying to stay optimistic, but I just feel it in my bones. Like something is going to happen. I hope it doesn't, but. <laughs> <laughs> I started rereading FMA, so I'm, I've switched to uh, Royai mode again. Great. I'm I'm just having a, a blast. Next week, I want to sandwich something good in between two like bummer episodes that we're going to be covering. So we're going to be watching season nine, episode thirteen, 
and improbable. I think it might be my favorite episode of season nine. It's very fun. Great. It's a very fun episode. That's all I'll say. Nice. We'll get more Reyes. We'll get we'll get a really good Reyes episode too. I think it's a really good episode for her. So yeah, that's mostly what we're up to is the countdown is either probably four five episodes left we're almost done and we applaud everybody um staying on the journey with us yeah despite the fact that i cannot edit episodes in a timely manner that's okay (laughs) they come out when they come out exactly (laughs) if you like to follow us on twitter um before that site completely and utterly collapses it better not collapse before we're done is all i have to say but if you'd like to follow us there, are, uh, we're condensed truth on there. If you'd like a blue sky code, let me know. I have some. And I'm more than willing to get people off that hell site. And blue sky's fun. I've, I've been enjoying it. I am alpha couple dot blue sky, b sky dot social there. If you'd like to follow me there. And if you'd like to email us, any honestly any wrap-up thoughts any thoughts about the show if you'd like to we're gonna have a wrap-up episode once we finish and if we get any any submissions (laughs) we'll have a little segment on on, like what's your thoughts on the show generally if you'd like to say any say your piece speak your piece we'll have a segment called speak your piece if you have any piece to speak email us at condensedtruthpod at gmail.com I feel very frantic because, again, I have been up since 8 a.m. and I drank a yerba mate, a beer, and this tall boy. A lot of substances in my body trying to interact <laughs> together Fighting it out. that maybe aren't interacting great. Yeah. yeah. So that's our episode. Everyone, you understand William now. I've explained it all perfectly. Yes. You. There are no questions. I've I've covered everything about William. He's psychic. He's sharing vision. He, I didn't actually didn't even cover that he was sharing visions with Scully. They were like, he was like giving her sleep paralysis and, and like communicating that way. It was, it's honestly kind of fun. Like Mulder's <laughs> like, oh, you're talking to our son like psychically. She's like, yeah, of course. <laughs> That's just how mothers and sons are. <laughs> I'm not touching that. I don't. Anyway, onwards and upwards, everyone. Bye. Bye.